Before I leave this evening, I want to discuss a subject that always raises disputes, even among Christians. That is, the idea that Jesus Christ is a Jew. Some of my fellow League members are Identity Christians, and they understand what I am about to say, but many are not, and I would appeal to them to study this further. So here I will explain, from a biblical and historical perspective, and as briefly as I can, exactly why Jesus is not a Jew. If there are any questions after this, please do not think that I cannot answer them. I certainly can, and I would be happy to. But to understand this, we must start somewhere. What if Jesus were descended from the Israelite tribe of Judah, as the scripture says that he is? Well, of course he is, because the scriptures do not lie. But what if the people known as Jews today were not Jews of the tribe of Judah, or even of Benjamin or Levi? Then how could Jesus possibly be a Jew? The answer is easy. Jesus is not a Jew, because the people known as Jews today are not of Judah. The Bible itself tells us this. For this reason, Jesus himself told the church at Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2, I know thy works, and thy tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Just in case that is not understood, Jesus also said to the church at Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. So according to Jesus Christ himself, the people calling themselves Jews at this time are not quote-unquote real Jews, meaning that they are not actually of the tribe of Judah. But how can that be? First we will see that Paul of Tarsus agrees with Jesus, and the events which Luke recorded in Acts chapter 26 had actually happened about 35 years before John recorded the revelation. In Acts chapter 26, sometime around 58 AD, as Paul of Tarsus addressed King Herod Agrippa II, he spoke about the promise of the gospel, and he said, And now I stand, and am judged, for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews, or in our modern language, accused by the Jews. So according to Paul, the promises in Christ are for our twelve tribes, meaning the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. But the Jews, 
whom Paul mentions as an entity distinct and apart from the twelve tribes, were opposed to that promise. And therefore, on account of it, they were making accusations against Paul. You won't find too many modern so-called pastors preaching on this passage from Acts. To Paul of Tarsus, the twelve tribes are not Jews, and the Jews are not the twelve tribes. That is why Paul had a gospel message to the nations, the nations of Europe, because that is where the twelve tribes were, those distant nations to whom he was sent. But that is another story entirely. One place in the Bible where the confusion is cleared up a bit is in Romans chapter 9. Here are some excerpts with brief explanations, and we shall use the King James Version, and this is, of course, the same Paul of Tarsus. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. So Paul is concerned for his kinsmen according to the flesh, those who are really Israelites, and here he is praying for them. He is grieved that many of them have not yet accepted Christ, because for them are the promises, covenants, and other things which should be associated with Christianity. Then he continues, Not as though the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Here it is evident that not everyone in Israel claiming to be an Israelite or at that time at least claiming to be a Judean or Jew, as we write, not everyone are legitimate descendants from or heirs of Isaac. The heirs of Isaac are only true Israelites, but they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Just like today we could say that they are not all Southerners who are of the South, or they are not all Americans who are in America. Paul continues and says in Romans chapter 9 verse 8, That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. The promise was the promise made to Isaac which was despised by his son Esau, and therefore it was inherited by his other son, Jacob. The people in Judea claimed to be Judeans, and they were not, 
they held the label of Israel, the national label, but they were not the children of the promise, as Paul, in the verse which follows, tells us which promise he means. In verse 9, For this is the word of promise, At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. And Rebekah was the mother of Jacob and Esau. As he explains here, she also had a promise. So Paul continues and shows how the scripture distinguishes between Jacob and Esau. For the children not yet being born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, the election, the choosing of Jacob, not of works, but of him that calls. Jacob didn't do anything to earn the distinction. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger, As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. So the election might stand. As God had chosen and promised the inheritance to Jacob even before the two sons were born. Later in their lives, it was confirmed on several occasions in scripture that Jacob was the recipient of the promises and Esau was excluded. Paul is comparing Jacob and Esau here because they are not all Israel which are of Israel. And he is explaining that is because many of them are from Esau. They are Edomites and not Israelites at all. For that same reason Christ had told them in John chapter 10, But you believe me not? Because you are not my sheep as I said unto you. Christ never told his enemies that they were not his sheep because they did not believe him. Rather, he told them quite the opposite, that they did not believe him because they were not his sheep. They were not his people in the first place. If the Jews are from Esau, and if Jesus is of the tribe of Judah, then how could Jesus be a Jew? In John chapter 8, we see the following exchange between Jesus and these Jews, starting with verse 32, where Jesus is speaking. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Let us comment that the Israelites had always considered themselves as having been in bondage in Egypt. The true Judeans had considered themselves as having been in bondage in Babylon. While Edomites were subject to Israel in the days of David and Solomon, these Pharisees obviously did not concede these things. So we continue in John chapter 8. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. The children of Israel are freed from the bondage of sin in Christ, as Paul explained frequently, and as John also explained at length in his first epistle. Otherwise there is no propitiation for sin after Christ.
Again, continuing with John chapter 8, verse 37, Christ tells his adversaries, I know that ye are Abraham's seed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed. But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. How could all Israel be saved? If the word doesn't have a place in every Israelite. If the law is not written into the hearts of every Israelite as God promised in Jeremiah. These Jews who were opposed to Christ, these Judeans properly, they did not believe him as he explained because they were not his sheep. The only Judeans who could be Abraham's seed and yet not be true Israelites are the descendants of Esau, the Edomites, as well as those of Judah's Canaanite son Shelah and the Ishmaelites. History and scripture demonstrate that the Edomites were in Judea at this time and in large numbers and that they had taken on the laws and customs of the Judeans or Jews. There is also evidence in scripture for the presence of some people who were descended from other groups as well. But these are the main groups, Israelite Judeans and Edomite Judeans, because Judea at this time was only the name of a Roman province. It was a geographical distinction and not a tribal distinction. Just like England today, it used to be descriptive of the Angles, Angle land. Can we say that now? The famous geographer Strabo, Strabo of Cappadocia, who lived and wrote to about 25 AD, that's when he died, attested that the Edomians or Edomites were mixed up with the Judeans. And he said that they joined the Judeans and shared in the same customs with them. That's Strabo's Geography, Book 16, Chapter 2. The late 1st century Judean historian Flavius Josephus supplies all of the historic details of Strabo's statement. In Ezekiel chapter 35 and verse 10, this is nearly 600 years before Christ, we see a prophecy that Esau would take for himself the lands of Israel and Judah after the people were deported by the Assyrians and the Babylonians. The classical records tell us that this did indeed happen. Then, where he discussed the period of the Hasmonean dynasty, the people called the Maccabees, because the word Maccabee means hammer, who ruled Judea from about 156 B.C. to the time of Herod around 36 B.C. Josephus describes how certain of them forcibly converted to Judaism all of the Edomites of what later became known as Judea. In his Antiquities, Book 13, from line 257, Josephus described how the high priest, John Hyrcanus, sometime around 125 B.C., forced the conversion and circumcision of the Edomites of Dora, 
and Marisa and their environs where Josephus said that they were hereafter considered to be Judeans or Jews if you want if you want to use the King James translation of the word Judean then later in that same book of Josephus's Antiquities from line 393 we see the much greater extent of the conversion of the surrounding Edomite and other non-Israelite peoples to Judaism which took place while Alexander Janius was high priest and king from 103 to 76 BC here Josephus described the conversion of at least 30 different cities and towns at this time many of which places were inhabited by Edomites and other Canaanites students of the Old Testament should understand that the Canaanites were a people accursed by God and that Esau really lost his birthright because he had taken Canaanite wives from this point the Edomites eventually came to dominate all of Jerusalem and Judea including the temple which they had full control of by the time of Christ. Herod was an Edomite and Herod and his family even under the Romans were appointing their own cronies into the high priesthood the office of high priest. For that reason the high priests in the New Testament are often distinguished from the Levites That is why Christ, in John chapter 8, conceded that they were of Abraham's seed, because they were indeed descendants of Esau. By their flesh they were descendants of Abraham, as Paul said, that the children of the flesh aren't the children of God. Not any descendant of Abraham is a child of God, but only the children of the promise. That these people were not Israelites is attested to both in that same chapter where Christ told them that they were children of the devil that first murderer Cain and in John chapter 26 I'm sorry John chapter 10 verse 26 where Christ told them but you believe not you believe me not because you are not my sheep they were not his sheep because they were not Israelites but Edomites the links in scripture from Esau to Cain lie in the genes of his Canaanite wives and the intermingling of the Canaanites and the Kenites which is evident throughout the history of the Old Testament and suggested in Genesis chapter 15 returning to John chapter 8 in the verse which follows Christ denies that these Judeans have a common origin with himself from verse 38 I speak that which I have seen with my father and you do that which you have seen with your father they answered him and said unto him Abraham is our father Jesus said to them if you were Abraham's children you would do the works of Abraham but now you seek to kill me a man that has told you the truth which I have heard of God this did not Abraham you do the deeds of your father then they said to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one Father, even God. 
they knew what he was talking about when they said we be not born of fornication they didn't think that he was calling them spiritual bastards or religious bastards he was calling them bastard bastards race mixed bastards Esau had married the daughters of the Canaanites the Hittites and race mixing is called fornication in the New Testament Jude verse 7 1 Corinthians chapter 10 I think it's verse 8 it might be a little later the Ishmaelites and children of Shelah were also mixed in this same manner in the decades before Christ many of the tribe of Judah were also mixing with these people while these Judeans denied it they were indeed products of fornication here in this exchange between Jesus and the Jews we have a fulfillment of the prophecy found in Malachi chapter 2 especially at verse 11 but I'll read from verse 7 for the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they should seek the law at his mouth for he is the messenger of Yahweh of hosts but you are departed out of the way you have caused to stumble many at the law you have corrupted the covenant of Levi Malachi was writing probably towards the beginning of the fourth century BC or maybe towards the end of the fifth it's a difficult book to actually find the time it, it was actually written in but it was written in that time and we know that from the historical records ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi saith Yahweh of hosts therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people according as you have not kept my ways but have been partial in the law have we not all one father this is a dialogue they are now responding to God the people of the priests especially of Jerusalem are seen as responding to God and saying have we not all one father has not one God created us why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers then in verse 11 Judah has dealt treacherously this is the answer to their questions Judah has dealt treacherously and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem for Judah has profaned the holiness of, of Yahweh whom he loved and has married the daughter of a strange God Yahweh will cut off the man that does this the Jews are all cut off today they're cut off from God they don't accept Christ the master and the scholar out of the tabernacles of Jacob and him that offers an offering unto Yahweh of hosts Christ will never accept them they're all race mixed they are all bastards Paul of Tarsus says in Hebrews chapter 12 that one is either a son or a bastard and the bastards have nothing coming Malachi was a prophet of the second temple period and his book of prophecy foretold of John the Baptist as well as of Christ himself Malachi in chapter 1 is also the prophet of Christian Zionism but that's another story for another day Malachi chapter 2 is therefore entirely relevant to the ministry of Christ these Judeans may have been descended from Abraham but because they were not true Israelites 
Christ told them, My word has no place in you. Then he continues to explain to them that they are indeed bastards. From John chapter 42, John chapter 8, verse 42. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. This is how Christ responded to them after he told them that they weren't true children of Abraham, and after they insisted that they were not born of fornication. He's telling them here that they certainly are. You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, which only describes Cain. And none of the true Israelites of Scripture descended from Cain. They descended from Seth. No Israelite, unless he's a bastard and not really an Israelite, could be descended from Cain. But Cain was the only one that could be a murderer from the beginning. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. This is why Paul compared Jacob and Esau in reference to Judea in Romans chapter 9. And in Hebrews chapter 12, Paul described Esau as a fornicator or profane person because he was a race mixer and had no legitimate offspring. Judah was a race mixer, but with the mercy of God, through Tamar, Judah had legitimate offspring, which could inherit his estate. Esau had no legitimate offspring. When he tried to correct it, he ended up marrying a daughter of Ishmael, and neither was she acceptable to God. While some of the Pharisees, which were basically a political and religious sect, were indeed Israelites, many were not. But the high priests and most of the gang that ran the temple during the entire period from the death of the first Herod to the destruction of Jerusalem were not Pharisees but Sadducees, a group which Jesus never even directly addressed unless they accosted him. The Sadducees were the most consistent adversaries of Paul and the other apostles as well. So while it cannot be imagined that all of the enemies of Christ were of the same mind or origin, speaking to the leaders of the temple, whom John called the Jews, in chapter 10 of his gospel, Jesus Christ said to them, But you believe me not, because you are not my sheep, as I said unto you. Where it says, as I said unto you, he must have been referring to the previous argument he had with them in John chapter 8. As we have just explained, Jesus did not tell the Jews that they were not a sheep because they did not believe him. That is what the denominational churches teach. And they have it wrong. All those churches are in the pocket of the Jews.
Jesus told the Jews that they did not believe him because they were not his sheep. In other words, the Jews who opposed him were not the people of Israel for whom Jesus came. Paul later tells us in Romans, as we have also already described, that not all of the people of Israel were actually of Israel. So we see why these people were not his sheep. And we see why Christ later told us in the Revelation that there were them which say they are Jews but are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. As Paul consistently taught in his epistles, the Judeans who accepted Christ, my sheep hear my voice, became one with Greeks who accepted Christ, and they lost their identity as Judeans. Judeans who were his sheep heard his voice and eventually lost their identity as Judeans, becoming Christians. Today's Jews are descended from all of those Jews who rejected Christ, who were not his sheep in the first place. So how could Jesus be a Jew? Insisting that Jesus is a Jew, like these modern Jews, is like believing that the founding fathers of our own nation were Negroes. Because most of the current residents of Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia, and Boston, and the rest of our major cities today might be Negroes. There may be some white people in Washington, or Baltimore, or Atlanta right now, but neither does that make them Negroes. Like, likewise, Jesus was not a Jew. He was a man of the tribe of Judah, and today's Jews are clearly not of Judah. Thank you for listening. Praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, true Israel, and the eternal enemy of the Jews.